0: Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl on DC Universe of the CW. I'm a star. What? Alex, Wow. Wow.
1: I'm a Bam. co-star uh, guy <laughs> named
0: Justin.
2: I'm Pete. Yeah? Are you uh, starring level, co-starring level? Where you at, Pete? I'm just a guy, uh, you know, trying to do my best in this fucked up world. Oh, man. Wow. That's deep. No. Do you know who else is trying
0: to do her best in this fucked up world is Shiv Part 2. Yeah. Because that's the episode we're going to be talking about of Stargirl. This is a big episode. This is following up on the climactic events of Shiv Part 1, obviously, based Obvi. on the title. Obviously. Mm. Uh yeah, th- this is uh. Well, we'll definitely get into a lot of the stuff of the episode. Let's do some recap first before we get there. Oh, Main things you need to know: Shiv, of course, is Cindy Berman, a HBIC at Blue Valley High School. <laughs> she doesn't have a lot of friends. She is always rubbing up against people the wrong way. She's rubbing, except except for Henry. Uh, not Henry Jr. Uh, Maybe he is Henry Jr. Uh, Henry, a local high school student who is the son of Brainwave, one of the members of the Injustice Society of America. His father was put in a coma. Henry has been developing brain powers. And as we kind of got teased last episode and found out this episode for sure, Cindy has been tasked with following him and dating him by her own father, Dragon King, who is also a member of the Injustice Society of America. Now, Cindy wants to prove herself to her father, wants to prove herself to the ISA. And in order to do that, she tried to kill Stargirl, a.k.a. Courtney Whitmore. She wasn't totally successful, but she did knock Courtney out down for the count. Courtney was discovered by her stepfather, Pat Dugan, who is a sidekick slash dilettante superhero in his own right in a Mm -hmm. robot suit called Stripe. Uh that was pretty upsetting for her, uh, but also uh, they were starting to become fr- friends a little bit, Cindy mm-hmm. and yes. Courtney, so that's a pretty big bummer for her as well. Uh, Courtney, meanwhile, had ditched her teammates in the New Justice Society of America, specifically Our Man, a.k.a. Rick Tyler, Yolanta Montez, a.k.a. Wildcat, and Beth Chappell, a.k.a. Dr. Midnight, yeah. who were very excited to go up These against the ISA. Very excited to train with Pat, but Courtney was like, nah, I'm good. I've had like a week of on-job training, so yeah. I am good to go.
2: I mean, of- in her defense, she is really good at beating things that are standing
1: still and barely held together. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, bucket she, heads. Yeah,
0: yeah, she took it to some buckets last episode.
1: Let me ask you guys, are you guys concerned of the fact that Beth is masquerading as a doctor? Because mm-hmm. she's does ha- she has no medical degree. I don't think she has an honorary degree. She didn't go to four years of midnight medical school to not be called doctor. Yeah, that's true. She is smart enough to be a doctor. Uh, I don't know. I think she's she's maybe dentist midnight, but no doctor midnight.
2: uh, (laughs) Oh, don't don't shots fired at dentist. Midnight DDS. My follow up is: Are you guys worried about all the buckets that were uh, were hurt in Shiv Part One, and do you think that
1: Shiv Part Two will be Revenge of the Buckets? I thought there was going to be a big um, follow-up on the bucket situation. A lot of, like, leaky buckets because they have holes in them from the attack. It's a shame Uh, they—
0: I'll tell you what, they didn't bring up the buckets this episode, but there was enough talking to inanimate objects that I feel pretty much good to feel <laughs> secure. We'll get and to I that will say, the, the next episode
1: is called Where the Fuck Are All the Buckets? So, <laughs> Where I, have all the buckets short,
0: gone? They could have called them buckets and
1: cut a couple of characters out <laughs> of That's true. Keep your titles A couple short. of other
0: things <laughs> you, you need to know about what's going on. Like um, mainly that there's a guy named Jordan Ma Kent, who is the leader of the ISA. Stop all saying those, that so name. It's awful. What? Ma Kent? Yeah. Okay, I'll call him Jordan Pocket instead. How about okay, that? sweet, sweet. Right. Mm, Make Or you he can he stop at Jordan. He is also a, a supervillain named Icicle. He's the leader of the ISA, as I mentioned. Uh, he is out for vengeance because his wife died... Because as we find out this episode, I'm sure we'll talk about it more uh, because of a bunch of chemicals in the water. And he's trying to fix America because of that. They seem to be doing or wanting to do the right things for potentially the wrong reasons of the wrong way. Again, I'm sure we'll talk about that quite a bit. And he's also struck up a relationship with Barbara, Working a.k.a. Courtney's mom, a.k.a. Pat's coworker. worker uh, So it'll
2: be interesting to see where that goes. Pete, you that think like that's a, a work
1: relationship they got going on?
2: That's right. It's a working relationship. Icicle has a lot of respect for what Barb brings to the table, and it's about time somebody's noticing what Barb's bringing to the table. Yeah, he's right. noticing what Barb's bringing to the table, all right.
1: <laughs> well, I don't, know I'm talking but, about, no, Pete? No, up. No, high five. no, you're a high fucking five, creep. Pete, right Stop it. Skype, Pete, you Stop have to give him a high five.
2: No, you, I you do owe not. him a high five. That was five. a creepy-ass thing to ha- say. You're leaving me hanging.
1: When we can finally see each other again, you owe him at least one high five, and I'm going to make sure that that due is paid. I could give
2: him a high five because it would be great to see him again, and I'm looking forward to all this being over and actually being able to hand out some high fives. But I'm not going to high five what just happened there because you're Mm. creeping me out. Uh, I could have been much creepier there. I had several things that I cycled through before the thing that I said. Uh,
0: But that's pretty much all you need to know getting into this episode. Uh, Also, there's a character named Mikey and he
2: likes food. Okay, let's Um, get into
0: it. Yes. Mikey is
2: solid gold in this app. I'm talking about There's... daytime Emmy for Mikey. That shit was fucking beautiful. Daytime, daytime. Emmy.
1: <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> um, Mikey
0: Girl isn't in any of the categories of <laughs> for daytime Emmys. I love it. Yes, uh, I agree. I'm gonna support that. Hashtag daytime you. Emmy for Mikey.
1: Daytime yeah. Emmy for Mikey. Let's make it let's make it happen. Excellent.
0: So we open up on an aerial shot of Blue Valley. Pat, of course, always with the crack plans. He wait, was driving. Wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Come on. The music was sweet, and it felt like it was going to be like a car scene, and I got very excited about it.
1: Yeah, it well, was then, uh,
2: technically a car scene. You yeah. probably broke your heart because he crashed the car, right, Pete? Oh, man. That Buick. But that's the thing about those old big-ass cars, is you can run a fucking car at 100 miles an hour into a brick wall, get up, dust yourself off, and walk away.
0: That is true. I will say in my notes here, as I was watching this scene, I thought it was very funny at first that it was like, he's driving like a madman at 50 miles per hour, (laughs) which seemed very classic, Pat. But then they got it up to like 80 before he crashed the car, so it felt okay to me.
1: Yeah, it was a good—I um, liked the way they started there, like, what the hell's going on? And then it was a good uh, little plan. It yeah, didn't it work at all. Reveal. It was an absolute failure. But, what are you uh, talking
2: about? It worked. It covered his tracks. For who? Barb? Uh, Anyone who this, asks questions. So, so everyone his plan,
0: knows. in case for whatever reason you didn't watch the episode, was since Courtney got stabbed through the hands— he uh, followed up on stuff that happened in the last episode, told Barbara as well as the hospital that Courtney was driving the car. He was giving her driving lesson and she drove clearly at a hundred miles per hour into a tree and got into a car accident and somehow stabbed her hands. Um, Pat also got hurt in the actual car accident. The thing that's crazy about this to me is everybody is pretty chill about it. Yes. If I was Barbara, I would be screaming at him.
1: Yeah. yeah. But she's got a whole yeah. new other thing going on with this cool icicle. Like, barbsicle is trending, and I think uh, it's happening. So no, I think that's where push, her mind is.
2: Don't push that evil agenda, all right?
1: Uh, it's, I'm not but pushing yeah. it. It's the characters are falling in love. Um, hashtag barbsicle. Oh, sh- sh- stop that. That is awful. And um, first
2: <laughs> off... Um, Pat and Barb, solid. Okay, they're like an oak. You can't shake that. Uh, But Barb was very disappointed in Pat, and you could see. And then you know that you know Pat's dying to tell the truth, which is you know I think super super nice of him. He cares about Barbara and he doesn't want to
1: lie to her. If I had to rate the chemistry between Pat and Barbara, I'd call it Craigslist roommate first meeting. (laughs) You're You're awful. They don't even talk to each other like they know each other. Oh, when when he
0: when Pat calls to tell her about the accident and she picks up the phone, she doesn't answer it like, hey, honey. Hey, sweetie. She says, hello, Pat. (laughs) Yeah, she smiled and was excited to talk to him. What is your guys' deal? Oh, hey, what's going on? Why are you calling
1: me? Their relationship is like uncle and aunt from opposite sides of the family that don't really know how they are related to each other. You guys are the worst.
0: I I think Pat sleeps downstairs in the basement with the staff, personally.
1: It's like bus driver and bus driver passenger who doesn't have enough money to put in the machine.
0: <laughs> uh, so speaking of this, though... Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Jordan and Barbara. Let uh, let's talk about this. So they do have a dinner. I do. I will say, all joking aside, I appreciated the way that they treated this. That clearly, like, frankly, they do have chemistry. Neil Jackson and Amy Smart have chemistry yes. on the show, but he was not taking advantage of her. It yeah, felt he like got this up, could have gone left- in a very. Yeah, it could have gone in a different direction, but he treated it appropriately.
2: Yeah, because he appreciates what she brings to the table, and she got that deal done. He Stop icicle is is so evil; he can't get deals done. You no. need uh, sunshine for deals.
1: But t- trolling, uh, trolling Pete aside, um, what I think is great about this scene is you see icicle like he is trying to keep it very business like, but he, when he walks up to leave, he turns back because he feels something for her. And this is the first person I think that we'll find out that he's ever felt something for since his wife died. Cause so much of this episode or with icicle is about him, his motivation being like quote unquote, saving the world environmentally, but it's really just a ice cold revenge for, um, and anyone who's even associated with a company that, um, he's blaming for his wife's death. So I I think we're going to get these plots coming together with him having actual feelings for Barbara, And uh, her having to choose between Pat and um, this very successful businessman. Oh, stop it. There's no choice. (laughs) All right. So
2: first off. Yeah, she's going to go with Icicle. I agree with you, Pete. No, that's ridiculous. All right. First off, I couldn't believe that the reveal of his big like, evil plan was he was trying to take down evil corporations that pollute the world. I, I think that's a fucking great plan. I'm completely behind this plan. That was Fantastic.
0: I like that, too. I mean, this is jumping ahead to a later scene, but uh, the reason he's in this town isn't even necessarily to close a deal with Barbara is to track down this guy who's part of the Bannerman Corporation, I believe, yeah. uh, who yeah. poisoned the water that ended up killing his wife. We get a badass scene of him essentially taunting the guy and ultimately freezing him with his freeze breath. It's the first time we see... The icicle transformation, which is no pun intended, like very cool and I think very well done. Uh, It's a little weird. It gets the blue face is a little weird. You are very critical of the effects on this show, Pete.
1: Yeah, why? I thought it was great. And And I like the way they played it. Like he's so like it was very so casual, so calm. It was like such a uh, slow death. Like it was I thought it was great.
2: I did like the way he was toying with them a little bit. That was very evil and felt very on par. And I agree though. It is, it's a
0: interesting plan. This is why I was kind of framing it as like, they're doing it the wrong way, but him clearly it's going to end up being some sort of let's brainwash everybody in America so that they do the right thing and stop poisoning the water. So they're trying to get the right result in the wrong way. Um, would be my guess at this point. Um but I like that. Like I like having a plan that's like, "Oh yeah, I, I kind of wish that would happen. I wish they would do that." Yeah,
1: yeah. me too.
2: It'd be great. It's so smart.
1: I, I haven't seen that before on a superhero show where the uh, the villains who are have been straight up evil f- from the jump are doing something that is most people agree is good, just the wrong way, like it's smart. It's It's
0: like 50% of a Thanos plan, kind of, where Thanos plan is like, hey, there's overpopulation. Let's take care of it by eliminating 50% of the population. Um, uh, This is probably not quite as big, but it's – yeah, it's cool. I I like this motivation here. Uh, Then I just want to mention I wrote down exactly what Barbara says to Pat when she picks up the phone. She says, hi, Pat. How's everything? (laughs) Which
2: is like – I don't know. If, they may not why have you, met. Why? I don't think they met yet. Oh my god,
1: it's That's crazy! Like how an an intern from another department talks to an intern, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. uh, Dave, what's yeah, up okay. over at, in in your department?" <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the parents in this show,
2: unlike Riverdale or other shows where they both get like sides of like part of the story, the parents aren't as much of a part of the story. This is really focusing on the kids. So the parents are kind of out of it. They don't spend a lot of time. Focusing on the parents' romance or any of that stuff. It's all sidebar. It's not things that kids see or is important is, to them. That is insane because there's significant scenes. One
0: that we just talked about, where Barbara and Icicle clearly have something that's sparking up, and then later on a woman sticks her foot in Pat's crotch in order to seduce him under the sink. So uh, they're spending plenty of time on the parents of this show.
2: Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speaking of that scene, I guess we should talk about it later. But very, fu- I want to say Pat is maybe Archie. He's like an Archie person. He
0: is a little bit. Everybody yeah. wants him in this town. Yeah, Denise, uh, the William Zarek's wife. Yeah, super into him before she left town. The other wife, this Bobby is, I think her name. Very into him. All they the wives. Love me-
1: mechanics, man. There's nothing more attractive than, uh, than a mechanic who is very, very bad at lying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what you want to start up an affair with, too. So, uh, yeah, Pat calls Barbara. He tells her everything's OK. Of course, Courtney's is in the hospital, so she's definitely not OK. Um, but she's heading home, and we get a great conversation I thought there were several great conversations throughout this episode, but I thought this conversation between Pat and Courtney was very good. It's the first time we've complained about this a lot, I think, but it's the first time where it felt like Pat was, if not ahead of the game, definitely on the game and forceful enough and explaining himself in a way to Courtney where it's like, you're in the hospital. This is not working. We can't keep doing this thing.
1: He he was being a good dad. He
0: was like a straight up good dad in this episode. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that said, Courtney's like, please don't tell her until we've beaten the Injustice Society of America. And he's like, ah, that sounds all right. (laughs) He's like, all right.
2: (laughs) I just need Uh, a good reason.
0: Yes. Uh, Then we jump over to Cindy and her dad, the Dragon King, another great Mm. conversation scene. I love how this is... Waited, And for those of you listening, if you haven't listened to our bonus podcast with Nelson Lee, who plays Dragon King, please do. He was great. It was great. It was a ton of fun to talk to. Uh, very different from the character on the show. Uh, but this conversation also, like I was saying, very good because he shuts her down but not in a horrifying way like it still feels like a um, daughter
1: father relationship. He threatened to take the hood off. That's pretty that's pretty threatening. But, but we don't know what that means and I really li- that was a great like cuz uh, now we know he's going to pull that hood oh, off eventually and you it's going to be fucked up. You're not talking
2: to your dad anymore. You got to talk to a dragon face. So what the negotiations he, aren't going to go th- as well. You think he has like a weird birthmark or like really bushy eyebrows? I, I, have you seen the eyes underneath? It's a straight, like, snake face or, you know, some kind of he drag does He crumb. has, like,
0: some nose hairs that are sticking out,
1: and it's, like, the only thing that you can concentrate on. Cindy, don't make me show you my nose hairs. <laughs> <laughs> They're so stringy, and some of them are gray. I'm aging. Oh, my God. Uh, we also yeah, get I another... Think- I think
2: it's a oh, good God. example. Even if you're, you know, the Dragon King, you should, you know, listen to your daughter a little bit. She just needed a vent and he wasn't having it.
0: We also get another hint that Cindy did something to her mom back in the day. He says, Ooh. You are so good at hurting people and she's like, Stop making this about mom. What do you think she did to her? Did she just shipped. stab her she and kill shib- her? Yeah, she shivved her mom. She shipped her mom.
2: Yeah. Okay. And then she made like a little toilet wine or something. Oh my god <laughs> She's called Shiv man Don't make that you know, Don't make I, that jump
1: I do think that it, Yes she is um, Killed I guess she didn't kill her We're saying the mom Is the same mom But she has Some clone energy Especially in this episode
2: And also uh, There are some nice Toilet wines
1: out there Don't fucking You know Try to label <laughs> yes. All toilet wines Both
0: of these things Are important to
1: clarify I think yeah. Oh, yeah, and how, else. How, how is your Toilet wine sommelier Class going Pete Because I know You are sort of A source for that Information
2: well, you know, uh, as you know, being a smolier is a, a hard level to achieve. Um, but uh, you know, you, you kind of you you try a little bit at a, at a time, and uh, eventually you'll get there.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Like Pito instead of Pruno or something, or what's going on? Pr- instead of Pino, is that what you mean? Like no, no, no. Isn't it Pruno as toilet wine? Or am I mixing two things up? Is you Pruno are. the insane clown posse thing?
1: No, that's Fago.
0: Fago. And right. that's just Maybe a soda. I'll, I'll look it up at some point when I'm not talking. Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> Good so luck. Uh, uh, the,
0: the other big detail that gets established in the scene is that Stargirl is not dead, so they've got to take care of her in some way. He forbids her from doing anything further. He's got to report this to the ISA. And then we cut over to our heroes, Rick. Very annoyingly, just pushes some stuff off some tables. Uh, Like, what is is the deal
1: with that? This guy's got a temper.
0: He's got a temper. He does have a temper. Somebody's got to pick that up, though, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very rude. rude. Uh, But they talk about it. Rick is like, I'm going to go to Cindy's house. I want to take down Cindy. We're going to destroy her for what she did to Courtney. Um, He is rude to Beth,
2: says, What are you going to do? Stare at me. Uh, Oh. But. I mean, Dr. Midnighter just, like, lays it down, though, like, gives a fantastic, heartfelt speech, puts our man kind of in his place. I thought it was fantastic.
0: Uh, First of all, Midnight DDS, we've already established
1: that. Dentist Midnight. Yeah,
0: uh, I thought this was great. Like, Beth stepping up. Granted, she says, I have a really good plan. Debatable yep. whether it's a good
1: plan or not Actually not a good plan well, Almost, well, uh, no. uh, Anytime you worse. have to
2: say A plan, a good one That's not a good sign Because right. if it is a good plan You don't have to, you know Hype it up well, like it, that
1: if they, I mean we cut away from that scene But she was like, okay, here's the plan We're just going to go to our house and that's the plan
0: That's the plan. <laughs> There's no more to the plan You're going to wait outside and I'm going to look at things With mm-hmm. my goggles Until I figure out what it is
1: She could have done that from outside, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, So there's another weird scene. Pat wheels Courtney through the hospital, and they see Henry there, and she just waits there for a while and stares at him until he looks at her, and she says, hi, Henry, and then he closes the door on her. They don't really have a relationship, do they? Or was I forgetting something?
1: I guess I think the, the point of the scene was to show that they were aware of each other and yeah. that they don't really like each other. Um, well, or at least Henry doesn't like her.
2: Yeah. I mean, Henry's kind of going through a lot right now. You know, he's got budding powers that may or not be happening. His father's in a coma. You know, Cindy's not a lot of help. So, you know, he's kind of he's struggling a little bit. He didn't yeah. slam the door. He politely shut it, which I appreciated. Why are you on Henry's side so much? I'm just I'm just pointing out facts, man. I'm not. You're anyway a brainwave sad. guy, man. Team Henry. Oh my god, over there. Uh, yeah,
0: well, right, whatever it is. Yes, gonna Pete. T- we're going to uh, talk about biggest the biggest scene s- in the episode. Yeah. You want to talk about this yeah, one?
2: Yeah. Okay. So there's Courtney being all sad in her room. Paint us a picture, Pete. Mike.
1: Takes the pizza His bites, name's Mikey. He's not a Mike. Uh, and Michael shares Alagino. them
2: with his sister, his favorite food. And just a moment where he's looking at the pizza bites and like, I don't really know if I can let these go. But then he's like, no, this is for my sister. Beautiful. I mean, I, I'm sure you
1: guys got all choked up. They're not Uh, just Pizza Bites, they're Pizza Palooza Bites. And I would thank you to please get that correct.
0: Yeah. A little weird that we've had multiple uh, instances of product placement in the show, from Pop-Tarts to Skittles to everything else, but I guess they couldn't get Totino's on board? Is that what happened there? Totino's was
1: like, nah. (laughs) Sorry, we have a big contract coming through with... uh... (laughs) With yeah. golden girls reruns, <laughs> um, so for I have some issues with um, uh, Mikey in this God. scene. Come oh, really, dude, he killed it in this scene. It was fucking beautiful. What are you talking about? He opens Courtney's door first and then knocks. That's oh, not how you walk into God. a room, my friend. I don't care what how many oh, pizza tizers you have on your She's plate. She's hurt in bed. Okay, it's not what. What? That, what do you mean? That's not. That's that's not how doors work. Um, <laughs> she he can't hear
0: knocks, Justed. Yeah. All right. She her started. knock hearing ability got knocked out by Shiv.
1: Uh, he. We cut away from the scene before we find out what happens. Before Mikey leaves, there's no way he left that her room without eating all of those pizza <laughs> police. He the, could could not, he, was, he was truly upset about giving them up. You could hear his little. Brooklyn accent for some reason cracking as he was giving her the pizza blues. Oh, watch you don't you don't
2: know Mike's side fucking hustle and TV show that he's the star of. You, you don't know, all right? Like Mike opened up and shared the like thing that he cares about the most with his sister. Said he was sorry for his kind of thing at the football game and it was very touching and they both had a very sweet moment.
1: Yeah, I have a have, question. Listen, I, I attended Pizza Palooza back in 1998 and I'll tell you <laughs> what, the I the, the he's making a bastardization of uh of that concert.
0: Uh I I have a question about these Pizza Palooza bites. I think he says something about like even the good greasy ones at the bottom of the yeah. bag. Yeah. Mike's ex- is that a, is that actually a thing because my experience has always been like there's just crumbs at the bottom of the bag and it's annoying.
2: I mean, he's just trying to you know, he's trying to hype up his uh,
1: pizza bites a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. It's legit. So he gave her he gave her the ass end of his pizza palooza bag, There's and he's no trying to guess it When comes
2: to pizza bites, all right, they're all fantastic.
1: I don't know this. It, this feels like a real <laughs> bottom of the also, barrel gift. It was
0: uh, it was very sparse on there. Like the pizza palooza bites, they are very sparsely placed on the plate. It, it felt like. I don't know. You could put like some whipped cream or like some M&M's on there or something like that. Had a couple of Twizzlers on it to
2: really make it a meal. Yeah, yeah but he's not come making out of- it for himself. He's making it for his sister. And his sister probably just wants the plain ones. All right. He's not going to mic them up. He's trying to do something nice for her.
1: He, he ate got the rest cream. of the bag. Put
2: it over ice cream.
1: Oh, my God. That, there's no way that dude didn't eat the rest of the bag. And second of all, <laughs> if you want to dress it up, you should have had him pop out of some fucked up volcano or whatever. Oh my god! You guys are the worst.
0: This is the opposite of heightening. Last episode he made a candy volcano. This is the episode he makes like a couple of pizza bites for his sister. Who who cares? Oh my god! I don't care. Also, that was two episodes ago. I'm sorry. Last episode he made a candy bag. I forgot.
1: (laughs) Imagine the writing the writers' room just agonizing for days over like, okay, Mikey, what food can he? Talk about endlessly this episode. Have we co- we covered Skittles? What are we gonna do? Yeah. What's the I new ground? I love it, man. I, I guarantee I love you all
2: the work they're putting into it.
0: I guarantee you that they write the episodes and they're like, ah, shit, we are two minutes short. And then they look over to Teamsters at the craft services table, and like you were a f- you fucking write something for Mikey. And he's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Okay, here we go. Pizza bites. I don't know. It's a plate of them. Checks takes out. some potato chips and puts them in a potato, and it's like a double potato. <sighs> <laughs> uh, anyway, great character. Uh, so then uh, <laughs> we get another wonderful scene of <laughs> Pat talking to the cosmic staff.
1: I mean, uh,
0: this is—he goes down to the basement and he implores the cosmic staff, yeah. to take care of Courtney
2: and protect Courtney. Sweet. You love this one, too? Yeah, it was a sweet moment. You know, sometimes you got to talk to the cosmic staff. You know, you got to be like, listen, we got to get on the same page here. All right. Because Pat's right. As per usual, this guy is like, listen, you know, you're throwing my my daughter into a whole lot of, uh, you know, trouble. Uh, She's not well trained. We've really got to work together and try to keep her safe. And it's a nice moment. And then it was he put a little Luke Wilson magic on the end and just t- started talking to himself and being like, you're losing it, Pat, talking to a stick. I thought that was fun.
1: Pat talks to himself a lot, I bet. Um, I, I'm so curious what the deal is with the staff. Is the staff a fully intelligent like R2-D2 type thing? Is it like an AI Alexa type situation? Like, I find it strange that we haven't... We don't know what the deal is. I you can't, you can't.
0: started to feel like, just based on the conversation aspect, that it almost needs to be haunted by something or an AI like McNiter or something like that. Like, probably not Sylvester Pemberton's Starman, but I could see it being. I mean, this is something straight from the Starman comic, but there's a point when they interact with a Ted Knight AI. Uh, yeah. And I could see some sort of variation on that happening, as long as it's not repetitive of uh, Beth's glasses.
1: That could yeah. be interesting. I want, wouldn't it sort of have to be Sylvester Pemberton, though? Like, they haven't introduced any of the other... Like, they mentioned Starman. Ted Knight, though, right? They did, but like... And maybe that's enough to go back to it, but I, I don't know. I guess I'd be surprised if they went all that way and we saw that projection, but I would obviously be very into that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he talks to the staff uh, Barbara very briefly comes into Courtney Kisses her uh, And then Barbara talks to Pat yeah. This is the conversation we talked about earlier um, He decides Despite what Courtney said I think it's pretty clear He wants to tell Barbara the truth But she says I'm tired For my trip to Oakville And immediately goes to sleep Which is like a classic TV thing Of like don't give me this information right now Until you've decided to not give me this information
1: Yes but and a classic I, thing when you're in love, when you come home to see your significant other and you're like, "Huh, oh, it's so great to see you. Stop talking. I'm going to bed.
0: <laughs> I, I wish they had gone for it here. Like, I wish they and I know I understand why they're holding back for it. But well, then I if you understand,
2: just... then don't don't wish against it.
0: No, because I understand because, like, they still have a bunch of episodes of the season, right? So they got to have Barbara find out the most horrible way possible. But I feel like it could have opened up so many more storytelling possibilities if they just put the pedal to the metal and had Pat be like, there's something I need to tell you. Even if you did a fake out thing where she's like, I'm really tired. I need to go to sleep. And he's like, no, I need to tell you right now. I'm stripesy. Courtney's star girl. The
2: ISA is here. And then
0: how how does she deal with that? What, you know, first, off, know-
2: first off, what you're blowing past, uh, Alex, is the fact that Barb was not ready for this conversation. And you don't drop a bomb on somebody until they give you the OK. You say, hey, we need hmm. to talk. And if they say now it's not good, you don't say, fuck you. I'm telling you anyway. You respect that. And then you wait for her to give you the OK. And then you do it. I don't respect nothing from nobody, buddy. Yeah, I can tell. I do whatever I want.
1: I also think the reason they're holding it off a little bit is I think they're going to wait until Icicle and Barbara are a little bit closer um, before that information drops. Because I, yeah, then, I that, then think Barbara will go to Icicle when she's distraught over this.
0: I yes, hope not. We'll that, that would
1: be awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly that's what I'm saying. Like from a structural standpoint, it makes sense. But it would be more exciting to me if they just, uh, not to use another metaphor, but like pull, pulled the bad date off and just went for it. Um, but again, I understand where they're going with this. Yeah, you so it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, then we get the scene of the guy from Batterman dying, which we talked about already, and then yeah, we he get some big stuff blows with Henry. Him to death. He he. All right. Yeah, okay. Talk about creepy. Pete? That's
1: a way. That's one way to say it. Yeah. How would you say I, it? I hope you're not writing his obituary. <laughs> and let alone. Let, also, I'm going to take you off my obituary writing duties as well because whatever happens, I don't want you to say something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, you
2: don't want me to write that obituary anyway. Uh, so no. Nope, I've with changed. Me. I've changed again. I want you to write my
0: obituary.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just one last fuck you.
0: Uh, At Henry's house, he is searching for these pills That are going to help the horrible headaches he is getting And instead he finds a key in his dad's desk Which is really weird Because his dad never keeps keys in his desk
1: Yeah, Uh, That especially was funny when he lifts up And he's like, what the? I was like, it's a key There's no reason (laughs) to be shocked That there's a key
2: in a desk Which uh, is where keys live Yeah, I think it's more like, you know Just what the, of like, you know There's floating pills and all this stuff going on
1: Yes, that happened after
0: Sure. I mean, it's also not to pick on this one detail too much, but it's not that weird because then as he immediately discovers, there's several things in that office alone that have keyholes that potentially could fit that key. Uh, So it's not that strange. Um, But he finds the key, he finds the pills. And this is the point when he realizes that maybe he's not imagining things because he makes the pill float in the air and he grabs it. Uh, It's not just his brain going wild. Then... We go over to the kids uh, with their expert plan. Uh, Pat sneaks up on Yolanda and Rick. And I'll tell you, I kind of love Pat in these sequences just because it's one of the few times in the show that Pat is actually ahead of the other characters. the kids plan is so dumb that Pat, by comparison, is the expert in here and him walking up, them lying worse than him. He him running up to Beth, getting to the door, yeah. Beth lying terribly, and him trying to correct everything, very fun sequences across the board. in yeah. the
1: land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, and that's what <laughs> we get here. Yeah.
0: Yes, it definitely is, Uh, but this is fun. Uh, We get to see uh, Bobby Berman is there. She welcomes her in, um, and they start to snoop around a little bit. What do you think the deal is? I know we touched on this. You said you think maybe it's a clone thing. What do you think the deal is with Cindy's mom?
1: I mean, it's something she feels... In the scene from a couple episodes back, she was very scared of Cindy and like uncomfortable talking to her. So it felt like they she she's not like uh, sort of a Stepford wife uh, situation. Um, but I do think there is something off about I think, her. I think
2: she got dragon faced. Is what happened? Is she's you know saw what's underneath the hood
1: and is scared shitless. But it, do, it feels like she doesn't know. She's scared of Cindy, but she doesn't seem to know about all the other things.
0: Is it possible this uh, there's almost nothing to back this up, but what if she's Denise? Like we Denise, William Zarek's wife, disappeared. We assume she was killed, but she disappeared. What if they took her and transformed her in some way into this wife to keep oh, up? Oh, that's why they
2: couldn't. Uh, you know, she was unknown. Yeah, potentially. Like, she didn't so,
1: exist before. I feel like you're basing that on the fact that Denise was trying to get with Pat, and then she, yeah. Bobby Burman, tries to get with Pat, and you're like, there's no way two people are attracted to this, goober. <laughs> His wife barely is, so there exactly. you go. Come yeah. on, why, stop
2: <laughs> shitting on Luke Wilson. The guy's got a lot going for him.
1: I'm talking no, about Pat, saying? the character. Luke Wilson yes. is a very different, but oddly similar person.
0: <laughs> yes, I did love the joke. I thought it was very fun uh, when Beth looks at him with the glasses, and McNighter is like, "Oh, that's Pat Dugan. He's 14 pounds heavier than he was
1: before." It's great, fun, fun thing. That yeah, was fun. Get older. The cheerleading bit that Beth does to when they're first on Cindy's doorstep, I thought was a very funny. That's
2: a fun. <laughs> she's like, she "I've got a pit. lot to learn." That was great.
1: <laughs> Beth is very good throughout this whole sequence. She's funny and also yeah, like Beth, killed guiding him us this through. Out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, also- I was screaming at her to get out of there. I mean, when the one thing that you have goggles is not working and you can't communicate with anybody, I was literally like, leave, get out of there. What are you doing? Very yeah, astractive. she
0: ends up uh, as Pete saying she ends up uh, snooping around the house. She finds a picture of Cindy's dad, Doctor Ito, who we know is the Dragon King um, downstairs. She goes into the tunnel. She hears Grundy growling. It's a gets growl. scared, runs yeah. out. I'm still uh, saying the, it's
2: Gorilla Grod because of the growl noise.
0: Yeah, it's not that. Definitely it's Grundy, not. definitely Grundy. Yeah, uh, and that's already been established several times. Uh, Cindy, meanwhile, another great scene. <laughs>
2: Goes over and visits Courtney. Oh, and what a I, fun! Yes. Like this they so go good. to Cindy's house, Cindy goes to oh, that was mm-hmm. that's fun. That's just fun. well, and I like this because this they played it in a predictable but
0: unpredictable way. Yeah. Like, she, yeah. we, you pretty much think at this point that of course, Cindy knows who Courtney is. Yeah. But they spend yeah. enough time and they play it in such a way that at least I, watching it, I was completely fooled into, like,
2: oh, I guess Cindy doesn't know. Well, that's the thing. She does the Columbo. Just one more thing before. Yeah, I, oh, I was so good. So good. The way she was just like, I really love your staff. Your cosmic staff. I know who you are. It was so great. Yeah.
1: So great. I really like the way this played out because yeah, to your point, Alex, I was like, does she seriously not know this is crazy in the first bit of the scene. And then she's just being obnoxious. She's eating all the chocolates. She's just being a regular jerk. And then she's like, I'm going to kill your friends. Like I, it just was a really well done twist and turn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It reminded me a little bit. I mean, it played out a little differently, but it reminded me of the vulture twist in the first uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movie when he goes over to his house where it's the same sort of thing. We were like, it's so tense. And then when it finally turns around and he reveals, yeah, of course I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and it also, again, made me feel bad for Cindy because I think there's some truth to the fact that she's saying she doesn't know how to express herself. She thinks they're kind of similar because our dad's stuff, which was a yeah. very funny line. Mm-hmm. She really needs a friend. Um, and, yeah. That in the turn in a is end, hard, like, man. Well, yeah, She the only way she knows how to relate to people is by killing them. That's it.
1: Yeah. Um, and she's so good at it.
0: She's very good at it. Uh, then we get the end of the best sequence. She gets the picture. Uh, Yolanda and Rick suit up in the bushes.
1: <laughs> or They have that crazy. moment where they look
2: at each other and
1: get their backpacks ready. That was yeah, hysterical. they're like, you got your stuff. And uh, Rick puts his thing on doesn't do anything. Yolanda throws Beth out the window um, in a very funny way. But, like, honestly, what did Rick do? He, he put caught his Hour stuff He used on. the Hour stuff oh, to right. catch her. Oh, that's right. He did catch her. That's right.
2: Don't, yes. don't try to cut out Rick. Yeah, but they didn't do that
0: much. And then yeah. Wildcott was like, I'm going to climb up to a window, which you probably could have just opened the window yourself anyway, and then I'm going to hang on the roof. Though, again, I think they played it well, because Pat coming out would be like, what are you doing in the middle of this table? <laughs> that was, I thought
1: that was the funniest part of the episode. And Pat's like, what are you doing? It reminded me of Bottle <laughs> Rocket, which is one of my favorite movies, which is the Wilson brothers are in it. Um, and it felt very much like they were he's like, what are you guys doing? Come on, we got to get out of here. And like uh, Yolanda's like covering up her, Using her hand to cover up some of her costume. I was like, this is, this is so goofy.
0: Another very goofy, very funny bit is when Beth tries to hide in the closet when Cindy is going to go, but she doesn't fit.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> because so, she didn't even try the other door. She was just like, well, this won't work. She took the backpack off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny. A
0: lot of this episode, I guess, now that we're talking about it, feels like Despite the fact that we spent time talking about how the pat Barbara thing feels like it's very clearly set up in the way that they're going with the plot, a lot of it was playing against expectations, where you expect you're going to get that scene where Beth's hiding in the closet, Cindy comes home, we get the shot from inside of the closet, but that doesn't work, and they go in a different direction instead, and that's super fun. It yeah. also leaves time for the great stuff at the end of the episode where Courtney gets the staff, the store, staff is like, I'm not going to help you. I need to listen to Pat. So we finally find out the staff was listening to the conversation. Well,
2: you knew that because the staff lit up at the end when he was leaving. You knew. Yes. Staff would listen.
0: Uh, but as soon as uh, she says, Pat and the others are in trouble, it responds. Um, then we get, uh, Another amazing, I, I thought this was fantastic, this ending sequence. It was so tense and so well done across the board. Where yeah. first Henry is using his powers to manipulate the key through the air. Uh, eventually he finds his dad's uniform. There's a bunch of videotapes of there. Creepy he
2: videotapes. Finds out- the old VHSs, that's, that's going to be some creepy shit when he watches those.
1: All yeah, pornography
2: No, it's all torture <laughs> stuff It's probably No,
1: it's all like Tape Cinemax stuff uh, From where yeah, like they all night type I think of it's like Bootlegs
0: yeah. of Care Bears And uh, Snorks yeah, Oh, you snor- think
1: he's selling uh, <laughs> Yeah, Gummy Bears and
2: Snorks Yeah Yeah, Funimation bootlegs Yes, yeah, that makes sense
0: uh, Yeah, but he finds that uh, He also finds out That Cindy has been Manipulating him She's been ordered By the Dragon King To watch him uh, So he runs off to go there And then we get this this fight sequence. Cindy knows someone's been in a room. Stargirl smashes through the window, yeah. smashes her into a mirror, and they proceed to is just so
2: great the, the, blast
0: each other in the bedroom. Amazing.
2: The, the fight sequence was really awesome. Uh, I was a little bit like, you were just texting your friends. Like, wouldn't they text her and be like, okay, we're out? We got out of there. You know what I mean? Like, the lack of communication was a little bit like, I couldn't enjoy the fight sequence as much because I was like, how does she not know where her team is? And they were just texting. Why would they stop once they finally got out of there and are okay? It would have been the first thing you would do is text your friend, be like, we're out. It's okay."
1: Well, they they weren't responding to her earlier. That didn't catch me up because the way the how hard that Courtney rolls up on Cindy, I thought was just so well done. And then that fight sequence was was great. I love the line. I'm going to kill that star spangled bitch. Like just (laughs) great from everyone.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also knocking like it was just brutal across the board in a way that I did not expect, but is appropriate to the fact that star girl and Shiv are clearly set up as arch enemies. Um, Them fighting in the street, the reveal of Henry's powers. Finally, he sees her claws, her being like, you're like me. We're the same. Help me kill her. We have to kill her. Uh, yeah, Henry I, freaking out. The rays coming, just sending that mental blast and blasting her apart.
2: Great. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really liked how they did the Henry kind of like reading mind stuff. It was fun to hear the conversation. It wasn't like things that are said to move the plot forward. I kind of really appreciated how sloppy and how real it felt, you know, where it was like a bunch of different conversations because he's not sure who he's kind of listening to. I I thought it was really neat. And then just the kind of her being like, oh, crap, what do I do? How do I, you know, I thought that was really cool.
1: And I love the fact that they can go from like all the goofy, goofier stuff with Pat and the rest of the JSA into this like super high stakes fight sequence where these people are like, it really feels like they are willing to sacrifice everything for these fights. Uh, And that is balancing those tones is not easy yeah it's great at the end.
0: Cindy gets taken into the sewer oh, by man. a couple of her father's drones. uh Stargirl is left behind. Henry knows. That Stargirl is Courtney, so that's a big deal. But he runs off. He's lost. He doesn't know what's going on at this point. So much is happening to him. And it ends with the Dragon King at the monitor realizing my daughter was wrong. He does have his father's powers, and this is bad news for Blue Valley because that's the one thing they need to finish their machine and finish what they are planning to do to the entire world.
2: Was it weird to you guys that, like, the Dragon King was watching – from, I guess it was like a satellite that was spying on them or just a kind of a sky cam drone situation. I wasn't sure. Like, I was like, man, the Dragon King's got satellite footage or shit. Like, how does he have that kind of. Uh...
1: I feel like it's a classic, like enemy of the state. If you remember that movie style oh, thing yeah. where it's like, please don't ask any questions about how this makes sense. Just enjoy the fact <laughs> that he's spying on them. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. He just has everything wired everywhere. Uh, also, there was, I think, footage of a satellite dish, which is the dish that they stole a couple of episodes back. Oh, yes. nice. Uh, so, yeah, pretty soon we're going to see how this all comes together. Uh, before we wrap up here, who was the star of the episode? Pete, let's go to you first. Star oh, really? of the episode. You to yeah. go with me. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I would have to just say the Emmy goes to Mike. Sense.
1: The Ami goes His to Mike. His name is Mikey. Stop calling him Mike. There's no what character that's more Mikey than this Mikey on this show. And to be clear, oh wait, did I so discover no something that
2: bothers you, Justin? Oh, okay. Well, allow me to retort. Mike was phenoms. This app, I I was emotional. He really just is probably the best big brother somebody could have. I mean, if I'm sick and somebody brought me pizza bites, I just unbelievable. Really just fantastic acting.
0: Justin, what about you? Who do you want to give the, and I should clarify, daytime Emmy to?
1: Yes. Um, that's what we award. We were on the committee. Um, I guess um, my one well, shout out to um, the doctor that eventually um, checks Mikey's cholesterol because there's a problem coming. As soon as Beth looks at Mikey and it's like, this kid's having a heart attack. <laughs> He's had too many um, Pizza Um But uh, truly, uh, my star of the episode was Beth. I thought yeah. this was a great Beth episode. And a character that is like, it feels... You know, like, when you're like, who's a hero? And, like, you wouldn't be like, Beth, now that's a superhero. But the way she plays it is so fun, interesting, and that she does... She's a huge factor. She's a huge hero for the JSA and really drives yeah. everything forward for them.
0: Do you know what? I'm going to give it to Pat this episode, which Ooh. surprises me. But this is the... This is the episode where he really stepped up And started being a dad Started being a trainer for the JSA It's not so much him being the sidekick In the background being like Oh man, I don't know what's going on but he was actually, without being the leader, he's being the adult that he needs to be in this situation, and that's yeah. great. That is a great position for him to be in. Luke Wilson is very fun to watch that way. Um, I think it's a, it's a comfortable comedy sweet spot for him as well, so I'm excited to see if they continue to follow that going forward, or if they just fall back on him being the sidekick again, which is also possible. All right. If you like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. to crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out and chat Stargirl with us. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes. In particular, leave us a comment. We appreciate those a lot. Star Guys Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com. For this podcast and many more, for the star guys, this is Alex. Side it This on.
1: is Justin. Ah, uh, we blow it every time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>